Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker Podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle, and let's dive into today's episode. So, as you know by now, it's unfortunate. It was going to happen at some point, but your Kansas Jayhawks lost their first football game of the season, unfortunately. In front of another sold-out crowd, though, you guys were great out there at College Game Day in front of 2.3 million viewers throughout the show, their highest viewing total since pre-2010 was the last time they had numbers like that on a show that was pre-November on College Game Day. And you guys showed out again. You've been doing it all season for the Jayhawks. And once again, you guys were out there in huge numbers, selling out the booth once again. And it was just a great crowd. I actually was able to go out there for a little bit with my two daughters. And it was it was fantastic. We had a great time out there. And uh, just I, I just want to give a, a congratulations and hats off to all you fans out there. You guys did a great job out there with College Game Day. And it was just a fun atmosphere. And despite the loss, I think everybody had a great time. And I know we go back to the preseason and Lance Leipold, how he said there's not going to be any moral victories this year. But you know what? There was a little bit of a moral victory for the Kansas fans this weekend. Just because of what the program has been through the past 15 years. All the downs. I was going to say the ups and downs, but it's just been all downs. You guys know all about that. So just seeing college game day out there at the University of Kansas in Lawrence, Kansas, was just great to see. And despite the outcome, a 38-31 loss to TCU, it was a fantastic game. The nation saw what Kansas football is all about and what you fans are all about. It was uh, a great game. Unfortunately, it didn't go how we wanted it to. But there were some positives. There were some negatives, but there were some positives. Uh, the surprising part was both of these offenses, two of the best in the Big 12, come out and they aren't doing anything in the first half. It was a defensive battle in the first half. The top two scoring offenses limited to... 13 combined points in the first half. And it was, it wasn't, it wasn't a, I thought it was going to be more of an offensive explosion in the first half. I really did. But it was the defenses that came out and dominated. And despite the score being 10-3 TCU at the end of the first half, the score, losing it halftime wasn't the biggest loss for Kansas in the first half. It was the loss of their starting quarterback, Jalen Daniels, who's been a Heisman Trophy candidate the past several weeks on the Davey O'Brien Award watch list. He's been one of the best quarterbacks in the nation up to this point, and just rolling out, trying to make a play, gets tackled. It wasn't an egregious tackle, no. It it was just... uh, a regular old tackle, but his shoulder gets jammed into the ground, and it looks like he's got a bad shoulder injury. He left the game, uh, went into halftime, came back out in street clothes for the second half. That's never good. But 
what we found out, Lance Leipold had a press conference Tuesday morning. And they're saying he's saying it's day to day. I don't know how much I trust Leipold right now. I think he's doing a little bit of gamesmanship with the uh, Oklahoma Sooners who they're going to be playing this week and saying he's day-to-day. He's doubtful for the game, but Leipold is saying he's day-to-day. I think he's going to be out four to six weeks with this shoulder injury. Other shoulder injuries that have looked similar in the past to other quarterbacks, they're usually out four to six weeks. Maybe if he's lucky, he'll be out just a couple of weeks, but... For right now, Jalen Daniels, day-to-day, doubtful for the game against Oklahoma. But the good news for Kansas fans here, Jason Bean, your starting quarterback from 2021, came into the game after Daniels got injured, and he played really well. He threw for four touchdowns. He did have one bad interception, but he threw four touchdowns in the second half. Two touchdowns right after halftime to give KU a 17-10 lead. Jason Bean doesn't look like your typical backup quarterback. He He looks like what he is. He's a former starting quarterback for the Kansas Jayhawks in his second year in Lance Leipold's system. Now, Jalen Daniels has a higher ceiling. That's why he got the starting job. That's why he was in the Heisman conversation But that's not against what Jason Bean can be in this offense. He can still be a starting caliber quarterback in this offense, and he showed that on Saturday against TCU. Now, he threw – there was a couple of throws that he he missed. I mean, that's going to happen from time to time with these quarterbacks. But there was a couple dimes that he dropped into the end zone, especially late in the game. In the fourth quarter, less than five minutes ago, KU down by a touchdown. Throws it to the back of the end zone. Perfectly caught ball by Skinner. It was a great catch, but it was a great pass. He had to he had to throw it right into the back. He had to drop it right into the back of the end zone where only his guy could catch it, and he made it. He made the throw. Game tied up 31-31 at that point. Unfortunately, TCU goes down and scores a touchdown to take the 38-31 lead that they didn't give back. But I do have to I I do have issue with the referees. I try not to blame referees for losses. And I'm not blaming the referees for this one either. I'm just putting it out there. KU made plenty of mistakes in this game in the first half and the second half as well. But what happens is KU has under 2 minutes to go to get a touchdown. They drive the ball down. They're getting close to the red zone. KU's running back, Devin Neal, gets a horse collar tackle on second down. You know what? If they call that horse collar tackle, they get the automatic first down, and they're in the red zone with a minute to play. They get the drive extended. They have four more downs. Unfortunately, it goes to a fourth down situation. KU has to go for it on fourth down because they need the touchdown. But another play happens. They they have the chance to get a first down. Jason Bean throws a pretty good pass close to the end zone. KU's wide receiver had his jersey tugged. The ref didn't call the defensive holding. The ref didn't call pass interference. They They swallowed their whistles on that last drive. 
And Kansas, unfortunately, was robbed of a chance to try to send it to overtime. Actually, Lance Leipold, after the game, he 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 said he wasn't going to send it to overtime. He was going to go for the win. If they got a touchdown on that final drive, Leipold said they're going for two. I like that call, by the way. If they get a touchdown, I'm going for two as well. If I'm the offensive coordinator, if I'm the coach, I've got a play set up, ready to roll to try to win the game to go to 6-0 on the season. Unfortunately, they don't get the chance to get in the end zone. The refs swallowed their whistles, but the Kansas Jayhawks are 5-1 on the season. Still a great season for the Jayhawks. One more win, they'll be bowl eligible. This week on social media, the players have already... It was right after the game. The, The players get on social media. That's what they do these days. And their mantra is, we will respond. Every player I saw on Twitter that was tweeting right after the game, we will respond. That is the mantra. And that's a good mantra to have after a game like that. Because that was a game that they could have won. Some people are saying they could have won it if Jalen Daniels didn't get hurt. I think Jason Bean played a pretty good second half. Four touchdowns to one interception. KU was in the game, getting ready to score on that final drive. Didn't work out, but I I don't know. If Jalen Daniels doesn't, or if Jalen Daniels gets hurt, maybe, maybe they do win the game. But you know what? Five and one, pretty good start to the season. The players saying they will respond after a tough home loss in front of the college game day crowd, in front of the sold-out David Booth Memorial, Kansas Memorial Stadium. The sold-out booth. You guys are selling out the booth again. I know you will. Keep selling out the booth. Show these guys that you're here for the long haul. But they've got another game to play. <laughs> That's what happens with these college play. I mean, no matter what level game they're played, you lose the game, You're on to the next game. That's just how it rolls. That's how it works. That's how these players roll. So it's on to Oklahoma, and they say, we will respond. So this Saturday, 11 a.m. kickoff on ESPN2, the number 19 Kansas Jayhawks will travel to Norman, Oklahoma to face Oklahoma. Now, really quickly, before we get into this Oklahoma game that's coming up, I did say the number 19 Kansas Jayhawks because that's important here. They were number 19 going into that game against TCU. And they're still number 19. Everybody in the nation saw what Kansas is. They're a top 20 team. Yeah, they lost at home to TCU, but TCU is ranked number 13 now. They're a top 15 team. They're an undefeated team. Kansas showed what they're all about in football. They're a top 20 team right now, and they still are heading into the game against Oklahoma. Kansas 5 and 1, Oklahoma 3 and 3 on the season. Oklahoma I'm going to say it is surprisingly a 7-point favorite going into this one. Now, the Jayhawks are 5 and 1, they're a top 20 team. Oklahoma was a top 10 team going into the season. They're on a little bit of a rough stretch right now, but Oklahoma being a seven-point favorite, even though it is a home game for Oklahoma, this is a little bit surprising to me because Oklahoma 
despite the hot start to the season, they were 3-0. and They crushed Nebraska in Week 3. After that big win at Nebraska, losses to Kansas State, TCU, and this last week, an all-time embarrassing loss to their rival, the Texas Longhorns. <laughs> oh, man, the Sooners. They're, they're on the ropes right now. Three straight losses. And you don't know what's going on with Oklahoma right now. They have a new head coach, Brent Venables. And you just don't know how they're going to respond. We thought that they were going to respond last week against Texas in that rivalry game. They lose 49-0 to in that rivalry game. Kansas now, despite that close loss to TCU at home, not dropping in the polls, they still feel good about themselves. Now, like Leipold said, I keep I keep bringing this up in a lot of these podcasts, but before the season, Lance Leipold said they're not taking any moral victories this year. They're looking for actual victories. But they should still feel good about themselves going to this weekend at Oklahoma. Now, Leipold in his press conference, he, he said the Sooners are too tough of a team. They're coached up too well to not answer the call after these tough losses, which is true. That's Leipold needs to say that. His players need to practice and play like this Oklahoma team is going to come out with a vengeance, trying to get back on the right track. They're 3-3. Three and three. They need to get a win to avoid getting into a losing season. But it's not an easy game, but it's a winnable game. And the Jayhawks, if they get a win, they'll get to six wins on the season. That would give them bowl eligibility for the first time since 2008. So that's what the Jayhawks are playing for this week. Not only to get back on track in the Big 12, which technically they're still in the Big 12 race, but this is to get their first bowl eligibility since 2008. And more good news for the Kansas football team. They're getting a boost to their right wide receiver group this week. Trevor Wilson's going to be back with the team practicing full squad activities for the first time since summer workouts. Uh, there's not any certainty that he'll play this week against Oklahoma, but he's back practicing, catching up on things, and he did miss the first six weeks, uh, weeks of the season uh, because of an arrest in August. So things got cleared up there. After six weeks, he's been reinstated onto the team, back to practicing with everybody. So we'll see what comes of that. Hopefully, if not against Oklahoma, he'll at least give them a little bit of a boost uh, as the season comes to a close for the second half of the year. But for the past couple of weeks, with Oklahoma being down and out, with Jason Bean looking as good as he did in the second half against TCU, some people were saying that with Jalen Daniels going out, being out potentially for a month of the season, that Kansas is going to fall off the map. Now, Kansas does have a tough schedule coming up. They've got Oklahoma on the road. They've got Baylor on the road. They've got Oklahoma State, who is uh, number six in the nation, I believe, this week at home. So that's three back-to-back-to-back tough games in a row. Whether Jalen Daniels is playing or Jason Bean's playing, this is a tough stretch of games. So I don't think the wheels are going to come off the track just because Jalen Daniels is hurt. I don't think the 
the wheels are going to come off the track just because Jason Bean is the starting quarterback now. I think it's just tough opponents coming up. I think that they can still hang with Oklahoma with Jason Bean as their starting quarterback. Four touchdowns in the second half, some really pretty passes in the second half. Um, I think that Jason Bean can lead Kansas to a victory on the road. Right now, Oklahoma, seven-point favorite at home against Kansas. However, Kansas is coming into games like this with house money. They're not coming into it scared like maybe they have in the past. They're going into this game expecting to win. Whether Jalen Daniels is the quarterback, whether Jason Bean is the quarterback, they're going into these games expecting to win. And Kansas' defense is actually coming together very nicely now with all their transfers. 19 transfers, the most transfers of any Big 12 team this year. They're finally starting to gel together. The defense looked really good in the first half last week. They struggled a little bit in the second half. But this is a team that I think can go on the road and pull off the upset at Oklahoma. I'm going to say Kansas 31, Oklahoma 27. Kansas pulling off the upset and becoming bowl eligible for the first time since 2008. What do you think about that, Kansas fans? Let me know at Talker on Twitter, at Mark the Overseer on Twitter as well. Before we get out of here from this podcast today, a little bit of basketball news. We know that it's still football season. It's going to be football season until December, hopefully, uh, for the Kansas Jayhawks. Going to get their first bowl since 2008. I'm feeling good about that prediction, but basketball season. What everybody always looks forward to every year. Yes, we'll still look forward to basketball season, but we also have football now as well. So late night at the Fog with KU Basketball and DJ Diesel, a.k.a. Shaq, a.k.a. Shaquille O'Neal, going to be happening this Friday night, 6 p.m. at Allen Fieldhouse in Lawrence, Kansas. You can go to KUathletics.com, see if they have any tickets left for that. Hopefully it's not sold out, but that should be a fun night. It's always a great time out at Allen Fieldhouse for Late Night with the Fog. So go check that out if you want. I'm sure there will be some fun stories to talk about on next week's podcast from the Late Night event. But I think that's going to about do it for this episode. My name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to the Jayhawker Talker podcast in affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. You can check out my latest article up there at heartlandcollegesports.com talking a little bit about this uh, loss to TCU, how KU can bounce back against Oklahoma uh, with Jason Bean at quarterback. Uh, Go to heartlandcollegesports.com. Check out all the other articles that we have up there right now as well. Everybody's doing a great job. And, of course, you can subscribe to this podcast, the Jayhawker Talker podcast. Leave it a five-star review And we would be very appreciative of that. Until next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk.